0: Hey listeners, this is Ajay Tambay, the producer host of in and Podcast, and this is new update. We are coming up with new audio drama, Prisoner's Daughter on 22nd May, 2022. So make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram, subscribe to the show, and here you go to your story that you are listening. But the Prisoner's Daughter on 22nd May, the audio drama is going to release. Stay tuned, stay connected, and subscribe. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Canterville Chase. At half past ten, he heard the family going to bed. For some time, he was disturbed by wild shirks. The Canterville ghost was disturbed by the wild shirks of laughter from the twins, who, with the light hearted Katie of schoolboys, Evidently amusing themselves before they retired to rest, but at a quarter past eleven all was still, and as midnight sounded, he sailed forth. The owl beat against the window panes; the raven croaked from the old yew tree, and the wind wandered, mourning round the house like a lost soul. But the Otis family slept unconscious of their doom, and high above the rain and storm, he could hear the steady snow of the Munster for the United States. He stepped sleathly out of the wind, scotting with an evil smile on his cruel, wrinkled mouth, and the moon hit her face in a cloud as he smiled on his cruel, wrinkled moth. And the moon hid her face in a cloud as he stole past the great Oriel window where his own arms and the house of his murdered wife were pulsed in azure and gold. On and on he glided like an evil ship. The very darkness seemed to loathe him as he passed. Once. Once, he thought, he heard, he heard something caught and stopped. But it was only the baying of a dog from the red farm. And he went on, muttering strange 16th century curses and ever and anon brandishing the rusty dagger in the midnight air. Finally, here is the corner of the passage that led to luckless Washington's room. For a moment, he paused there, the wind blowing his long grey locks about his head, and twisting into grotesque and fantastic folds and nameless horror of the dead man's shirt. Then the clock struck the quarter, and he felt the time was come. He chuckled to himself and turned the corner, but no sooner had he done so than, with a piteous wail of terror. He fell back and hid his bare hands, faced in his long pony hands. Right in front of him, right in front of him, was standing a horrible specter, motionless as a crown image, and monstrous as Madman's hideous laughter seemed to have writhed its features into an internal grief. From the eyes streamed rays of scarlet light, mouth was a wide well of fire, and a hideous garment like to his own swathed with its silent snows a titan form. On its breast was a placard with strange writing in antique characters. Some scroll of shame it seemed, some record of wild scenes, some awful calendar of And with its right hand, it bore a flood, a falchion of gleaming steel. Never having seen a ghost before, he naturally was terribly frightened. The Canterbury ghost was terribly frightened. And after a second hasty glance at the awful phantom, he fled back to his room. Tripping up in his long winding sheet, as he sped down the corridor, and finally dropping the rusty dagger into the minister's jacket boots, where it was found in the morning by the butler. Once in the privacy of his own apartment, he flung himself down on a small pallet bed, and hid his face under the clothes. After a time, however, the brave old Canterville spirit asserted itself, and he determined to go and speak to the other ghost as soon as it was daylight. Accordingly, just as the dawn was touching the hills with silver, he returned towards the spot where he had first laid his eyes on the grisly phantom, feeling that after all two ghosts were better than one, and that by the aid of his new friend, he might safely with the twins. On reaching the spot, however, a terrible sight met his gaze. Something had evidently happened to the spectre, for the light entirely faded from its hollow eyes. The gleaming falchion had fallen from its hand, and it was leaning up against the wall in a strained and uncomfortable attitude. He rushed forward and seized it in his arms. When, to his horror, the head spilled off and rolled on the floor. Oh my God! The body assumed a recumbent posture as he found himself clasping a white dimity bed curtain. Bed curtain with a sweeping brush, a kitchen clever and a hollow turnip lying at his feet. Oh my God! That was a made up ghost! Unable to understand this curious transformation, he clutched the placard with feverish eyes and there, in the grey morning light, he read these fearful words: "You are discovered." The art is a cost. He only through an original book, Be aware the imitationist. The whole thing flashed across him. He had been tricked, foiled, and outwitted. The old Canterville look came into the eyes. The old Canterville look came into his eyes. He ground his toothless gums together. And raising his withered hands high above his head, swore, according to the picturesque phraseology of the antique school, that when Chanticleer had sounded twice as his merry horn, deeds of blur would be wrought, and murder walk abroad with silent feet. Hardly Had he finished this awful oath, when from the red tile roof of a distant homestead, a cock creed. He laughed along, low bitter laugh and waited. Hour after hour he waited, but the cock, for some strange reason, did not crow again. Finally, at half past seven, the arrival of the housemaids made him give up. His fearful vigil, and he stalked back to his room, thinking of his vain oath and baffled purpose. There, he consulted several books of ancient chivalry, of which he was exceedingly fond, and and found that on every occasion on which this oath has been used, clear had always crowed a second time. Perdition sees the naughty fall. He muttered. Perdition sees the naughty foe. I have seen the day when with my starch I have seen the day when with my starch I would have run him through the gold. And made him grow for me. And dwell. retired to a comfortable lead coffin and stayed there till evening he stayed there till evening hey everyone thank you for listening to the chapter fourth of the canterville ghost by Oscar Wilde. only on creative ideas.in podcast this is ajay Thambe, the host of producer of creative podcast i hope you really like this episode i hope you really like this show it's a collection of world's best fiction stories i am really thankful and really really in deep gratitude hey if you like this show if you like this episode please do follow us on spotify please subscribe us on apple Podcasts. You can place a review on Apple Podcasts, review and ratings on Apple Podcasts, and also if you do not have any Apple device, what you can do is, go to Instagram, we are by the name at the red podcast audios, go at the red podcast audios and DM me the review, yeah you can give us one star or five star, you can give the baddest review or you can give the fantastic review, just please review the show. You can DM me, you can mention in a comment. We are at Great Podcast Audio on Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, we are by the name, which you are started uh, If you really like it, if you don't like it, please mention. Thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of The Canton Ghost. The next episode will drop coming Sunday. Till then, till then, stay tuned Make sure you are safe. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thanks.